Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Good morning, Hi. Dee. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be recording live at Grit Live. Yes, in the Enterprise Center in Philadelphia. Yeah. Grit Live is the recording studio, which was recently featured in the Philadelphia Inquirer, That's right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks for having us, Ryan. You yeah. are welcome. <laughs> so this morning, whilst sipping on our coffee, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics. It is a model methodology of positive change called appreciative inquiry. One methodology that I remember us learning about and we adopted for like a life methodology, kind of like a way of being, a way of living in the world. Yeah, it's interesting because it truly, that's truly how it happened. I think this was even before, for me, it was before coach training. I was interested in helping my clients and, you know, organizations and teams within organizations to create change that is sustainable because as and, you know, the statistics will show us most change does not last. It's not sustainable. And appreciative inquiry actually is outside of their statistics. I don't have it at the top of my mind. But if we look at how many change initiatives used the model of AI and how much of that change has been sustainable, I would be willing to bet the percentage is quite high, if not in the 90s or higher. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about the reasons yeah. why, mm-hmm. you know, so... And in a time in our history when positive change is so desired mm. and so necessary, because change is. So as long as we're changing, mm-hmm. it may as well be positive. And, and so I, I think we're really excited to share this these ways in which positive change can come about and including everyone so that it can be sustainable. Right. Yeah. So let me just say what AI is. Appreciative inquiry, the acronym for it, the the way it's commonly talked about is AI. So what is AI? It is a how. It's the methodology of putting into practice many of the, what I'll call, rules for being in right relationship that we've been talking about since episode one on this podcast. For example, getting curious Listening fully to one another, being the change that we want to see. Right. Beginning with the end in mind. mind. Yes. And seeing others, this was just our last episode, seeing others and ourselves as naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. Not a problem to be solved or to be fixed, Mm -hmm. but a whole, creative, resourceful being. Right. So when we say, oh, that all sounds so great. How do I do it? Mm -hmm. AI is one way. It's a methodology of around that how. Yeah. What I love about it also, and and this is how we'll talk about it in context today, is it is a methodology that was developed. David Cooperwriter and and a number of other uh, professionals, you know, came together to do it. But I think the the real beauty of AI is that it can be applied on the micro and the macro. Oh, yes. And so here are some of the principles that AI is founded on. One is that questions create change. So anytime you inquire, you know, the questions that you're asking will start the the ball of change to to start going. Two is that we can choose what we study. So what you look at, what you pay attention to, what you want to know more of is actually a choice. That's right. So for example, if 
we want, this is a common one, if we want greater retention, we want higher engagement, we don't study why are we having so much turnover? Right. And that's where our thoughts go right away is, oh, no, turnover. Let's look at the reasons why. But AI tells us, no, don't study what you don't want. Exactly. Study what you do want. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, and also, what's the, what are those questions that you're going to ask? Because change is going to occur right. as soon as you start to Asking inquire. questions, yeah. Right, so you want to ask good questions. And then the third is that images inspire action. So people will move in the direction of the images that they have for the future. So if you if you have a positive, a hopeful image of the future, you're going to start, even in the present day, choosing action that will represent, you know, that positivity. Yeah, and I, I know we're going to elaborate on this with some stories um, later of, like, real examples. And I love that one about images because we're all, we all, whether, you know, we think, well, images, well, I don't, you know, I don't have, I'm not making an image. But we are. We're, our words form an image in our mind of how I think things are going to be, how I want it to be. So AI tells us, let's sit together and create our best future by talking about how do we want it, how will it be? What will it look like? Right. Yeah. So so the other two principles, one is that positive questions lead to positive change. And the final one is that words create worlds. So our reality, as we know, it is subjective. You know, having this socially created conversation, you know, this, these common, this common language is, is really essential to creating the world that, right. we, that we want to yep. live in. Words create worlds. Words create worlds. Say that again. Let that sink in for a moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I create my world by the words I think, the words I speak about my circumstances. You know. And if if we knew how powerful, Mm -hmm. you know, think about the one word that you say to your kid that he or she Mm -hmm. never forgets. You know, Mm -hmm. or the one word that you say to the person who reports to you, or the you know your partner. Words are powerful. And, you know, obviously all the words that you're saying to yourself all day long. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk more about appreciative inquiry and how it's applied to the organizations that we've worked in, the communities that we've, you know, been involved in and also in our own lives. Yeah, that's great. Do you want to start with your story, the client you worked with? I think you're- well, it. Uh, I was brought into this, you know, I was obviously just so enthralled with this idea. Oh, my God, you know, change can happen if we... If we look at what's working and we build on what's working, like I just thought change happens when you solve a problem. Mm -hmm. So when I first, you know, kind of came into this literature, I was amazed by it. I, you know, I learned about it in in, uh, coach training. And then I started to partner with a woman who was really adept at this. Her name is Susan Wood. And I remember her working on a project with with nurses Mm -hmm. at a hospital. And they were talking about the terrible turnover that they were having. And, you know, to your point, they were having this horrible turnover and that they hired this team to, to Susan and, and her partner to come in and help them, you know, fix, yeah, the turnover problem. Mm-hmm. You know, appreciative inquiry, you know, Susan was like, well, what do you want? And well, what do you mean, what do we want? We want, you know, we want nurses that are going to stay. We want to have a better attention. Well, what would it be like to study why people are staying? Mm-hmm. And then build on that. And I, I just feel like when I heard that story, I just remember feeling like, oh, my God, could you imagine not looking for what's broken and what's wrong, but looking for what's right and building on that? Yeah. Because I, you know, even in my other experiences, when I've been doing 360s, you ask people that report to leaders, what do you what makes this person such a great leader? And then if you were going to ask another question, what makes this person not a good leader? That's a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they unload, but a lot of times it's like, oh, my God, can I really say? Mm-hmm. But if you ask a question, 
So what would make them even better? Right. What two or three things could they change that would make them even better? Yeah. So even just the way you pose yeah. the question, you get the you get the information, you get the data, yeah. but you get it in a much more generative. Wow, you know, I just want to like underline that because I think that in the 360 evaluation process is an area where I don't know, maybe this is just from my perspective, where we could really benefit from more appreciative questions. I know you and I do appreciative interviews when mm-hmm. we interview a team, you know, we're studying a leader and wanting to help that leader become even better. And we might interview, you know, a handful of people that report to them and maybe their peers and their superior if there is one. We ask appreciative questions. But I, when I first started doing that, and you were the one that helped me to, to learn that language, that's not done. I don't think that's done. And it's, it's an area where you're right. We got, because the question I get a lot of times when I go in and, and introduce this appreciative approach is, well, if we're not going to talk about our problems, how are we going to fix them? Right. You know? Right. And that question you just said is so important. It's it's just an example of the types of questions of what two or three things, if changed, would make this person an even better leader or would make this organization or make this team even or make this stronger. Family or, you know, yes, or create make more relationships. Even right. more. So it's so that even more, it implies that there's it's ha- it's here. There's some of it. There may, it may be, you know, it may have happened once last year. You may have felt respected here, but it's there. So there's a positive mm-hmm. assumption that the thing we're studying, it's here and we need to find it. So yeah. we go looking for it with intention. Right. And we will find it. You find what you're looking for. Exactly. And what you put your attention to, what you focus on is where the energy goes. And so you're going to build on either a problem, you know, or you're going to build on solutions. You're going to build on, you know, what's what's already working and how to make it yeah. even better. And, you know, we were talking to uh, all these episodes that we've ever worked on. You know, this this appreciative inquiry methodology employs all of those. Right. It makes assumptions about who we're working with, that they're creative, they're resourceful, that they're whole. But also, I think that if you start working together in this kind of a way where we look at what's working, everybody feels like they're part of something bigger than themselves. Like yes. every voice in that system, whether it's a family, a community, a team, an organization, everybody's voice is really important. And none can be marginalized because we all have a story about how things work. Right. Yeah, and you brought me to another point when you were saying that we're going to study, we're going to look for, well, why are people staying, right? Right. And maybe they're going to look around and go, well, not many people are staying. I don't know if we could find, you know, study that, right? So what we do in Appreciative Inquiry is we want to study why people stay. But it may not be why are people staying here or why have people stayed here. But each one of us has information. You know, we each have something to contribute to that story about why do people stay in systems. So when we go in and start doing Appreciative Inquiry interviews with people, we ask them to look at their whole life experience, not just my experience on this particular team. Right. But if we want to look at why people stay somewhere, we ask them to think back. So we're so we're creating this new collective best future by studying our collective best past yes. and present. You know, maybe I have never really been in an organization where I wanted to stay that long. But you know what? There was that time on my high school basketball team mm. where... It was awesome, and none of us wanted to leave. Like, we, you know, what was it about that time? Right. You know, we pull out all the qualities. What was it about you, your teammates, the leader, the the task at hand, you know, whatever it was? We get really curious. So, again, as you said, it employs some of the skills that we've been talking about on our episodes thus far. The curiosity mm-hmm. is so huge in appreciative inquiry, and the listening fully. I'm getting really curious about you. 
your right. life, right? your life experiences, the value that you are bringing to our collective goal here of creating greater retail, being an environment, creating an environment where people want to stay. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. I also think it's... Um, it's amazing when we've started to tell the stories, you know, whether, like you said, whether it's in a team, whether it's a family, whether it's a community or an organization, when you started to tell the stories, like the best stories, mm -hmm. even if it's not within that, you know, group, you recognize, oh, my God, everybody wants the same mm -hmm. thing. That's right. And right there, it creates this kind of bond. Okay, we all want the same thing. Let's build from that together. Right. It's amazing because, right, when we cut through, you know, just cut through some of the jargon and cut away from the negativity and the thoughts about what's not working here and start really pulling out what do we really want? What would create the, the greatest, most engaged environment here where I feel so mm -hmm. respected that I want to work here for the rest of my life? It really, it is this, like we all want those same things. We want to feel heard. We want to feel respected. We want to be in a place where we're allowed to collaborate and to create something bigger than ourselves. The how that particular organization goes about doing that is going to be obviously different based on what function they're they're playing and what their organizational goals are. But that basic having that basic understanding that wow, we all really want the same things, it creates a sense of unity and connection. And we haven't even done anything. We haven't done anything, quote, done anything different, right? All we've done is start talking about right, it. Right, right. And also, you know, the, this whole, uh, like, the Heisenberg principle, you know, like what you start to study, you know, you'll see evidence for. I think that is very generative. It's very life-giving. I have seen, and I'm also, you know, suggesting that it creates this expansiveness and generativeness, if that's a word, to for now. people to be right, for people to be more innovative in their approaches. Mm -hmm. It gives us bandwidth to try new things and take more risks. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, today innovation and disrupting how things have been done mm -hmm. is really, really essential. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, being in those conversations where you're hearing from your peers, oh my goodness, you also want that or you know you also think this way it gives permission for all of those things for right. it gives permission to me to take a risk right. to try something a little bit different to expand break free of the you know barriers that I may have put around the way it is around here the way I'm supposed to yeah. do it here yeah. yeah and I also think about the 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 level of engagement that happens in the workplace today I mean I think there was a statistic like all, close to 70 percent of the global workforce is not engaged in their work. And so when you do something like appreciative inquiry, you are really setting the stage for a deeper level of engagement because everybody's contribution is being recognized through the storytelling, you know, through their own storytelling. The opportunity for learning and growing together is, you know, it's there. And then the understanding, wow, I actually have a part to play in this change. This change isn't happening to me. I am co-creating this change yes. with the rest of my organization. Yeah, I have a story around that I think illustrates that. I was working with an organization that wanted to get a handle on their higher attrition rates. So why are we having more turnover? And as we talked, there was a small team gathered to lead this initiative. As we talked through it and finding out what do we really want to study here, it was employee engagement. What? How could Not even just why are people staying, but how can we really like totally amp up the level of engagement so leaving retention like these issues just don't even aren't even issues anymore and so we started studying employee engagement and we did use a an appreciative approach and we interviewed well we we allowed for people the organization was 
like a mid-sized organization, I would say. This team had a total, maybe it's, the organization's large, but this particular group within the organization was kind of small to mid-sized, maybe let's say two to 300 employees total. And they were spread out geographically. So what we did, and they really did such a great job at trusting in this approach and investing, you know, backing up that trust and investing in it because they allowed people to sign up to be in a focus group. And we had, we offered focus groups for weeks at different times of the day. And we really encouraged everybody to come. So nobody was forced. It was, we want you here. We're going to make it, you know, make it available at times that will work for you kind of thing. And I even flew around to, I flew to a different office to meet with the people there. And so in every conversation, it might've been 15 to 20 peers gathered from all over that organization, all different functions, different Floors in the building, some knew each other, some didn't. didn't. So just coming together to even talk about that common goal of increasing engagement, increasing my engagement here. What do I want in order to feel even more engaged in my work? What if different would really help me to feel more engaged? We wanted to know. We wanted to know that from every single person that worked there. And just in those conversations, the engagement increased. Before, like by the end of that two-hour meeting with just 20 peers, Things were different because yeah. they learned about each other. They met people they hadn't met. They were able to share openly about what they wanted. They were sharing their stories from past positive experiences of being engaged in some type of a system. We heard uh, we heard some amazing stories about people volunteering in you know in all kinds of efforts, like you know important efforts. It was really they learned so much about each other. It was quite incredible. Um, but one of the biggest takeaways, and I notice this happens a lot when we start digging here and using an appreciative and positive questions, what happened was they left there so empowered, they might have had in any given focus group, that that particular collection of individuals may have come up with one or two or three specific ideas that they could do that like right out of the door, you know, mm-hmm. why are we, we could do this now, right. let's all do it, right, right. So they didn't need the boss to empower them. It didn't have to go up through all these channels, like submit your ideas and then we'll consider it and we'll get back to you and let you know, you know, if this is approved. It was like, wow, what's stopping us, you know? And so there was a, there's a lot of positive energy that gets created just in the process of coming into the room and being part of a positive, hopeful, forward-looking generative change conversation. And so I think what my takeaway from appreciative inquiry, like if I bottom lined it, it would be about creating positive change through positive questions, yeah. you know, through questions that are generative. And so, and and that we would put our focus on what we're wanting and not what we're not wanting. Yeah. And, and families and relationships, partnerships, organizations, communities, the world can yes. be different. You can be new Truly. as a result of that. Truly, it can. You know, and yeah. we have we will put in the show notes the the book that you mentioned about Arnie Mandel when we were having a, a separate wow. conversation. You know, called "Sitting in the Fire" because the the efforts that appreciative inquiry, that kind of methodology, have made the strides. You know, in really changing and bringing people together in a positive way. In huge world in situations world. that we would all be familiar with, yes. you know, crises in different countries yeah. between group. I mean, I'm thinking of the story in his book about Ireland, you know, the Catholics and the Protestants and that ongoing. But I think, believe he got he was involved in some conversations there. But he's been involved in I mean, his book is so fascinating. It really opened my eyes to just what what's possible. Yes. What happens know? when you ask the right questions and you listen 
And, and you and you and believe he, that listen, people and yeah, and he met people right where they are. You know, people came into some of those situations, as I imagine we do in our organizations, really believing like this is hopeless. This is never going to change. Right. I am so fed up and frustrated with yeah. them over right. there. Right. Yeah. And to, to just leave that, have that person leave that room with a different perspective and a more open heart and open mind is amazing. It's incredible. It and is. it happens. It happens. And, and can you imagine, I mean, right now in this world, there are people, many of us, you know, who feel that that same way. And I think appreciative inquiry is a way of adopting a brand new attitude and a brand new way of looking at the world, yeah. you know, and yeah. being in it. Yeah. So I think what we'll, what we'll do is we'll give on the worksheet in the show notes, we will also give um, a sample of how you can bring yeah. appreciative inquiry. A simple into, exercise. Right, a simple yeah. exercise, how you can bring appreciative inquiry into your family, your team, your organization, and, um, and make it work. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, that was cool. I love talking about that. <laughs> See? And it's so and energizing, so, right? right? And so I would love for people to share this episode. Yes. And then also to subscribe and and rate and make comments on iTunes, um, yeah. listen on SoundCloud, subscribe on SoundCloud, and pass this around because yep. these are definitely ideas worth spreading. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Till next time. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com, and we'll see you next time.